brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And we're live. Go for it, Kat. Hey, guys. Um, wow, okay, just like that, huh? Go for it, Kat. Yeah, come on. Over to you, Kat. Uh, for those of you guys joining us tonight as promoed and as promised, we have delivered the Ryan Kelly, who is running for governor here in Michigan. Now, um, we're having some trouble getting your name out there, Ryan, for governor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It seems that you're a little, are you Are you a little bit bolder in your stances than the most? Yes, I think that's uh, very accurate to stay. Um some of the some of the things that each one of the candidates have put out, um, you take a look at who can do what for the state of Michigan. I definitely have a very strong solution oriented message for my Michigan first policy agenda. So what are some top what would you say are some of the top points that you um, are putting forward? Yeah, so limiting the power of the uh, Department of Health and Human Services is one of the main things. As many people know, the governor of Michigan is a terrible governor and a terrible person in general. We have the executive orders from last year that she was locking the state down and all of the things that she did to really destroy the economy. Uh, now, because the Supreme Court struck down her authority there is using the Department of Health and Human Services in order for her to be able to continue those things and keep the state masked up, locked down. I know some of those things have recently been lifted here in the state of Michigan, but at any time because of a Delta variant or a Gamma variant or whatever, the Department of Health and Human Services has that unlimited authority to step back in and lock the state down. And that's section 2253 of the public health code and that needs to go. That needs to be repealed. And that's one of the big stances I've taken is getting rid of the authority from the health and human services. Things like education are very important in the state of Michigan. The indoctrination that has happened here in the state of Michigan and in places across the country, it is put our, our society in, um, in a very bad way. And I think that the current way our school system is structured uh, needs to change. We need to advance our education system. College is not a one size fit all. And things like critical race theory is uh, is just horrible. It's just it's a terrible, terrible thing. <clears throat> People are getting behind this and teaching this racism. So another line in the plan that I've drawn is that you know we're not going to fund the Department of Health and or I'm sorry the Department of Education until we abolish critical race theory and the racist teachings that it has. Because as we teach our kids, uh, they're they're going to grow up 
being the things that they're taught. If we're teaching them that the color of your skin is going to either a determine uh, how successful you are in America, or if you're going to be oppressed, or if you should feel bad about yourself because of the color of skin you have, then that's the type of society we're going to create. We need to make sure that we're teaching that skin color doesn't matter. Everyone has life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness at their very core. And we need to be teaching that to our children. So I could keep going on and on with some stuff here. I'll get fired up tonight on, on the live. <laughs> no, we love that. Hey, Brian, when was the uh, when was the light bulb moment that made you want to just say, I'm throwing my hat in the ring and I'm going to run for governor? Wow, that's a really great question. And I, I, I guess there's maybe a couple of them, and I can share that story a little bit. For many, many years now, I've always had that that love of America, right? That that American spirit at my core of who I am. I'm an entrepreneur. I love the you know trade the forty hour a week uh, a week work week for the hundred hour a week work week, right? And do it on my own schedule and my own time, which is a lot of what the American dream and the American spirit is. But anyways, leading up through 2020 and seeing everything that happened, I was very active with rallies and trying to be a voice of hope and freedom around the state. And I, I was very successful at, at you know bringing people together at a time where America really needed uh, you know, that that ability to connect when things were trying to tear us apart. But my wife asked me, about a year ago, uh, maybe it was last August or so, if I was planning on running for office. And so, you know, my initial answer was no, probably not. And maybe we should pray about it just to see. And through a lot of prayer, there were some things that happened that really led me into considering, you know, some things that kind of pointed towards giving a shot at running for governor of Michigan. So that was kind of one of those aha moments when I received some of that communication from a very unexpected person. Uh, but through conversation and and really understanding where we're at in American history, I said, look, you know, if good men, you know, with the right intentions don't stand up at the right times and make sure that, you know, we're fighting back against evil, then we lose, uh, you know, we lose everything. And as this communist regime that we see in, in Michigan and across America continues to grip our country, you know, what are we going to leave for our grandchildren, our children, if we don't step in and do something? So, that's kind of another one of those aha moments. And <laughs> with, with the path I'm on and the things I'm doing, every day is an aha moment, right? <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah, especially especially in today's, today's times. So there's like some hot topics that are currently uh, underway here in Michigan. And I know for a fact because, you know, I've been... I've been hanging with Ryan lately, in case anyone's noticed. I'm, I'm very pro Ryan Kelly, as someone who said that they would never, ever be involved with that on their TikTok page. But um, a really hot topic is the 2A situation. And I know that you are very pro 2A, but a part of the 2A that I specifically want to talk about in just a little tiny bit is... Um, the current situation that's going on with the plot to kidnap our lovely governor and the things that we have discovered over the last 72 hours in regards to that and just kind of what your thought process is, is on that situation. Yeah, interesting, huh? As we see this unfold, I think uh, there was several people that maybe called it, right? If you will, is this one of those times where it's like, hey, told you so, right? See that one coming. <laughs> 
uh, it, it was it was interesting to see as that unfolded, right? And uh, oddly enough, I found myself last year in the middle of everything in Michigan that was a hot topic politically, that included, because one of the gentlemen that, uh, that was caught up in that whole thing uh, happened to be at a rally I was at one day, and he was standing on, you know, I was on this end of the picture and he was just kind of standing, looking off the other way at the other end of the picture. So they tried lumping me into it. And uh, it, it was interesting kind of how these people they're, they're reaching, trying to grab air with all this stuff. Uh, so anyways, um, you know, that whole thing there uh, as it's unfolding, it, it only makes sense that it was a, you know, an FBI informant that kind of pushed these guys in order to do something. Um, I don't know any of them. So like how they were, like, were they easily misled? Were, you know, did they have a head on their shoulders where they could have pulled this stuff out? I don't know any of that, but it's not surprising to see now that it's unfolding that, you know, FBI informants were involved and and probably pushed this whole thing to happen. Um, and so, yeah, uh, another one of the, the Whitmer plots in order to destroy Michigan. Yeah. We do have a question here on how you guys get Gretchen out. Too much fraud. Yes. The 2020 election. We might as well just cut right to the case on what my thoughts are for the 2020 election uh, in in not just Michigan, but in several states around the, the country here. There was massive election fraud. And it's um, it's something that we're obviously still pursuing answers to as we see what happens in maricopa county i think it's very interesting to see some of this stuff that's kind of leaking out in the discussions around that i think what we what we're going to see is that oh wow like you know it was totally not what we reported in the end and so uh, that's going to open the doors up i think in many people's eyes hopefully to say hey you know maybe we should take a look at this to preserve the republic and get across the nation some of these people to to do these forensic audits. Now, in the state of Michigan here, I've been a huge advocate for a full forensic audit of the 2020 election. That needs to happen. We're not going away. We're not going to be quiet. That needs to happen in the state of Michigan. Now, if we find that everything was the way that they reported it, hey, look at that. Go laugh at me all you want, guys, right? Mm -hmm. uh, thing is, is that's not what we're going to find. And, and that's why the Democrats continue to try to cover this up. That's why they continue to not want to have the audit or push the fact that they had an audit. Just because you, you counted to 10 again with ballots that were fraudulent doesn't mean that you did an audit. We need a Maricopa County style audit done live on TV here in the state of Michigan. I've been advocating with the affidavits for the legislature to put something in play. They're not wanting to do it. Um, and we do have some things that we're working on uh, that hopefully in the near future, we're going to be able to talk about a little bit more um, that, that'll kind of push for getting this audit because yes, there's a ton of fraud. Let me answer it this way. Uh, and maybe we can come back on the show once we have you know some of these other things ironed out if, if we can get them to come to fruition. But poll watchers, poll challengers that are, that are highly trained, they're there that day that are watching the election is going to be so important. Uh, looking to see if there's ballots that show up in the middle of the night. Um, I mean, the, the, the electronic voting machines need to go as well. I mean, hand counting would be ideal. But we ask ourselves with, with a governor like uh, the current one and a legislature that's uncooperative, 
you know, how are we going to get there? I mean, it's really in the people's hands at this point. And it's, it's a tough spot for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I mean, what would you, what would you say to Michiganders that, that are, are with you on that? Like, how would they go about doing something about it, making their voice heard on that specific manner? Cause I know, you know, <laughs> we look, we look back at that, that election and I'm originally from Chicago um, but we felt that Michigan probably would have flipped. I mean, with with how how much support the the president had from from Michigan and you know same places like California, New York. I mean, I think I think there were a lot that we questioned. So, how can people now in Michigan um, help that for the future? That's a great question. So, a couple things uh, on on my website ryandkelly.com there's a spot on there uh, where people can see that that affidavit that we have on there where you constitutionally you have the right to a statewide audit if you're an elector in the state of michigan so i really encourage people and i know we've handed in thousands of these we need to continue to do that continue to put that pressure on there we can't let up again you know like I said, we're not shutting up and we're not going away. The 2020 election was fraudulent. Prove it otherwise. If it wasn't, you prove it, right? That's what we're waiting for here. Uh, and that's what we want because that is uh, the the cornerstone of our republic is, is safe, fair, secure elections. Uh, so that affidavit, I continue to put, uh, you know, encourage people to send those in. Uh, the directions are there of everything to do. It's all laid out there with the affidavit there on my website and people can do that, number one. Uh, number two, you know, keep talking about it uh, on social media. You know, there's different groups for election integrity that you can, you know, Telegram has some, I mean, Facebook has some, right? We know how Facebook works, right? Um, and, uh, it, you know, and, and stay in touch, you know, stay in touch with my campaign specifically because we're going to, uh, you know, continuing to be talking about it, putting information out about it. If you're not a poll watcher, become a poll watcher. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people that I've spoke with on the phone that said, I've never been a poll watcher before. You know, I want to sign up to be a poll watcher. I want to get trained and I want to be present at the 2022 election. We need to come out uh, in, in a big number of people that are there trained and know what to do and, and are ready to hold that next election accountable. And it's not going to be an easy task, but giving up, not voting is not an answer. It's not an option. I I love it because I always get people that are like, what's the point when we had an election, you know, if you're screaming at us that the election was stolen and it wasn't fair, then why does it matter? And it's, I love that because people don't realize that they can go and become poll watchers. Go and show up yourself, make sure it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. again. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So that's great information. Mm-hmm. And then what tax? I can't read the questions. I'm sorry. If, if people can't help monetarily, what, what other ways can we help get the word out and gain attention and votes for Kelly's favor? That is a great question and uh, a pretty simple answer, actually. If it's um, text messages to your friends, if it's you know making phone calls, we can use volunteers for the campaign that, that want to make phone calls or that if you're in Michigan and you want to collect signatures for the nominating petitions, I have an amazing team statewide that's collecting signatures. In order to get on the ballot, you need 15,000 signatures 
uh, and you can have up to 30,000. And my team is just, it's, it's humbling and it's amazing to see so many people uh, really getting behind what we're doing here. So sharing that message, uh, you know, texting people my website, going on social media, sharing different videos and posts are going to be important as well. Just continue to get the message out there. I've had many people that I've talked with on the phone. Uh, I call, um, I, I make a lot of phone calls every day, as you may imagine, and I call everybody back that donates to the campaign. And um, you know, I was talking with this lady and she said, you know, what, what else can I do to help? And I mentioned, you know, sending text messages to her friends, right? You know, tell people about me. And she's like, oddly enough, that's how I found out about you. I was supporting another candidate. Somebody text messaged me your information. Here's why you need to look at Ryan. She's like, so, and then I'll, I got your sign in my front yard and I'm donating to you. So just, just tell people, right? Share the message of why they should look into me. Here's the website, check them out. Here's his social media pages. Uh, check out his TikTok, check out his Facebook and, and just get the word out there to as many people as you can, because the media is not going to be my friend and, um, and, and we need a grassroots movement. Now, where can I go to sign up to get your name on the ballot? Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's a great question. We have different events that happen all over the state. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really doing much with that personally, so I don't know where the answer. I don't know where one's coming up soon. But we have a Facebook group page that there's a lot of communication on there about where those signings are going to happen. And I would encourage that. Was it Morgan? Was that the person? Mm -hmm. Morgan, Megan, Megan. Okay. Yep. Megan. Um, uh, thank you, Megan. I appreciate that. And if you want to reach out to us on the Facebook page or on the website, uh, you can put your information in there. Then we can have somebody from the team, let you know where the next event is, depending on where you're located at. So. And I'm going to also do a little, I'm, taking notes so that I can do a little bit of this too. And I'll be throwing a lot of it on my Instagram because TikTok doesn't like me anymore. And I'm on a posting ban on both accounts now again. So You too, huh? 
got out of band and then put back in band today. So, so I did have a question that was sent to me before we came in um, about our growing homeless population problem that we are kind of starting to see here in Michigan. And with the worry of everything that's going out of the border, put on top of a lot of people losing their jobs and small businesses are going out here. And, you know, people kind of forget that Michigan is really at that point where if we don't really take care of her, she's done for, you know, like businesses are at the brink here and you can see it in business owners or owners eyes. And that's only going to further escalate our homeless population issue that we already have. So she was wondering your opinions and feelings on that. Yeah, I have several things I can say there. So let me try to get through a couple of thoughts and we'll come back to your kind of more of a specific answer on that. Yeah. Um, Whitmer's done a great job of, of decimating many industries across the state here and, and destroying many people's lives. Uh, it's very sad. It's, it's very, very sad. We see other states that stayed open through COVID that handled things much differently. And, you know, they, they're doing fantastic. They got great economies now. The recovery was fantastic. People are happy. In the state of Michigan, we still have a lot of trouble with that, obviously. And just uh, today, I believe it was, she vetoed the the bill to end the additional three hundred dollars per week uh unemployment benefits so you know we have uh, a current governor that is again showing us that she doesn't want the economy to recover that she wants people to sit home on their butts and collect money for free and allow small businesses to struggle and really allow the consumers to struggle as well because how many times have you been to a place where you know, oh, we're short staff. Sorry, it's going to be longer than always. That's here in Texas and in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here in Florida. It happens. Every well, day. even the day the day of the rally when I was going um, for the uh, the mandatory vaccines for Henry Ford. Yep. When I left Detroit to head over to West Bloomfield, I was desperately searching for a bathroom. Nobody will let you use bathroom anywhere anymore. By the way, because of COVID finally found a restaurant that would, and they're like, yeah, it's not a big deal. We can't open today anyways, because no one showed up for work. <laughs> so they could only do carry out. That's what they're creating here, right? This is that mess. And yes, it's happening, it it's happening everywhere. And so like, what, how, how do you counterbalance that? Mm -hmm. Yep, you bet. Uh, we look at like what we're doing here for illegals, right? And, um, we're, we're, bring, we're wanting to bring in illegal immigrants and take care of them while we have these these homeless populations that are struggling. Um, what's wrong with putting Michigan first? What's wrong with putting the citizens of Michigan above people that are here illegally? Why are we even talking about bringing in people illegally and spending tens of thousands of dollars when those funds could go to help these struggling whether they're homeless now or close to being homeless, they're, they're on the brink of losing everything, losing their homes, losing their businesses. Uh, and, and we see that the budget has gone up $4 billion. They just signed a $65 billion budget. Like where are these funds all going to? Where is all of this money flooding to that is not benefiting the state of Michigan? Uh, one of the things that I want to do as governor is really take a look at the line items and, and understand where all this pork is at because we have a ton of it. I know it, you know it, everybody knows it. We're not benefiting the citizens of Michigan 
right now to the level we should be. And those, those homeless populations are growing. I believe it's down in Kalamazoo, I think it is, where there's multiple cities. Okay, these are multiple little tent cities of, uh, of people that have lost it all, that, are, you know, I, we don't even understand the place that they're in in life. Um, and, and yet we have, you know, the $400 million that was, was allocated to the state of Michigan uh, for, you know, additional COVID relief is being used by the current administration to take care of state parks. Yeah. $400 million, take care of state parks, right? Let's make sure we have good speed bumps coming into the state park, right? <laughs> it's like we have other issues, right? But part of the trouble is that with this... Um, with these federal funds, they come with a lot of strings attached, right? Um, and, and I can give you an example on that with the roads. I've been talking with some road commissioners. Oh, the damn roads. Are you right. going to fix the damn roads? Yeah, we got, we got a lot of work to do on that. <laughs> and I think that that deregulating the state and giving more authority to the county is, is definitely an answer. And here's why. Because MDOT tells said county, I'm not going to point out which county it is, um, but uh, it's on the west side of the state here. And and they said, you know, you have to use the funds to replace signs. And he's like, well, we don't really have major issues with signs, but we could really use that money to fix some of these roads that are in bad shape. And they forced them to use those funds to fix signs. Now, if you drive around certain areas of West Michigan, you'll see signs that are fantastic, good yeah. shape. And there's new posts right in front of them or behind them. You've seen that, right? Yeah. And so that's why, because they have to use those funds to replace signs. Why don't we allow the counties to tell us what needs to be repaired and what needs to be fixed? I can think of so many other things in that county. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, exactly. So, you know, I think deregulation is is definitely something that we need to look at doing. This this bureaucracy of MDOT doesn't know what's best for Marquette, Marquette County or Houghton County or Ottawa County from Lansing. The counties are going to know best. And we need to allocate those funds properly because a lot of that money that is paid in the gas tax funnels to areas that the gas tax was not paid for. The allocation of funds is it's it's completely inaccurate. And then back to the homeless thing, like we're allocating these funds inaccurately when we need to be helping Michigan citizens first, putting Michigan first, America first, right? I mean, I'm the America first candidate, hands down for Michigan. I'm the America first candidate, the Michigan first candidate. Um, and and that's why that's why I'm a, I'm a threat to them and they don't like me because I have a strong conservative voice and I don't back down. And I want to see real state, which leads right back to the beginning of the conversation. Why are you running? Because I've had enough of all the corruption, all of the nonsense, and, and I'm bought and for, paid for by the people, yeah. not yeah. the big corporations and the special interests from the people who've had enough, just like me and you. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, um, some comments that we're getting, and I've heard from Kent too, is that should Whitmer win again, it sounds like there might be a mass exit of Michiganders leaving Michigan. What kind of hope can you give, whether you win or Gretch wins for Michigan? Any hope for when Gretch win, if Gretch wins, and and then obviously, what's the hope if you win? 
Right. Okay, what's the hope if Gretch wins? Uh, um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I hope you can drive in the snow and head south with the sunshine. <laughs> I mean, let me just state this. All, all the conservatives leaving Michigan can come to Texas. We'll welcome you with open arms if Gretch wins. Michigan is such a beautiful place. I mean, and I'll get – I mean, Michigan's amazing. I mean, we have – it's a beautiful state. We have so much fresh water here. Um, it, we have all the seasons here. We have uh, it's just the same week. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely right. You know, it's I know how that feels. God, turn the AC back on. Right. That's. I mean, and, and I mean, I've been up in the UP. I've been traveling all over the state. I got a 2019 with 65,000 miles on it. Okay, um, I'm, I'm making some. I'm making some some trips back and forth across the state. I mean, sometimes I drive from the west side to Detroit, back home, back over there again the next day. Uh, one day I was up in Detroit, or I'm sorry, I was up in Traverse City, and then I was in Detroit later the day, and then I was back at home at night. Like we're you know we're covering some ground. It's a beautiful state, um, and so you know if Gretz wins and people mass exit it, and we let this turn into a radical left dump. You know, it's just it would be such a sad thing because this is such an amazing state. And that's why I stand and I fight instead of saying, you know, oh, I'm going to go to Florida or I'm going to go to South Dakota or Texas or somewhere different. Right. I chose to say, no, I'm going to stay and fight for this amazing state. Um, and so that's part of the hope that we have there, too, because there's a lot of good people that want to stay and fight as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, if I'm elected, we are um, we're going to have a very hopeful future. We're going to realign with the American dream, with the American spirit. Right. And we're going to do what needs to be done here in the state of Michigan in order to secure those freedoms and put the power back in the hands of the people for generations. Right. That's my goal. And my intention is to take power away from the governor's office, to take power away from our government, shrink the size of our government and get the heck out of there, to be honest, because I just want to build my business, sit on the beach and smoke a cigar. Right. You right. know, live your best life. So, you know, that's that that's it. Right. And, you know, with with Gretch, it's like. They're gonna they're gonna throw a lot. She raised ten million bucks. She's got a lot more coming. We're fifteen months from it. You know, um, we're, we're looking at having to have tens of millions of dollars probably by the time this thing is done in order for for both sides to get their message out. Um, and that's a lot of money. And I don't think we're gonna need as much as Gretz has to win because she's totally screwed up so many things that it's not gonna take much to remind people of you know the nursing home deaths that she caused all the shutdowns, the businesses destroyed, the homeless population, all of those things, right? We don't have to make up lies like the Democrats do. We can just say what it is, yeah. right? But we're going to need we're going to need funds to go up against her. We're going to need, you know, we're going to need some some serious, you know, backbone type stuff here of people that are, you know, going to be able to stand with me because this is not all about me either. We the people has no eyes in it. Yeah. And, and just to I kind of want to, I want to go back to the critical race theory for just a second. Um, so I know you said that that was something that you were really passionate about. Um, I, I try to tell people here in Florida what they can do. And I know Texas does the same thing. Um, so in Michigan, do you feel that you have a lot of support? I know Kat, you probably feel this as well with parents right now, probably all over the country that are really getting more vocal when it comes to being against critical race theory in schools. Um, are you seeing that a lot in Michigan right now as well? 
You want to answer that first, Kit Kat? Um, <laughs> I see massive swarms of moms. Like, for example, in my district, which I will not name, um, they decided to go public. I decided to make a Facebook event to bombard it and essentially pull in Arizona. And they canceled their in-person due to COVID. <sighs> The amount of people that signed up for it, I would say, yes, there, there's a good, I mean, at least in my small district, that that's the only district that I can speak on that I see people who do not want it. I see more, I, my, me, myself, personally, I see more people who do not want it. Okay. I'm seeing the same thing. I've been to a couple school board meetings and heard, I mean, the, this, the, the auditoriums get packed when when something like this is talked about and and really that school board level is so important if there's anybody on the live stream tonight that's like hey how can i get involved locally school board school board school board right if you're conservative and you want to see change in the schooling system get on the school board and be a voice for the conservatives in order to change our education system from the foundation level school board school board school board right you can yeah. do something and they're easy races to win they're really inexpensive uh, and a lot of times people will go unopposed if you have a good message knock on a couple doors you're going to get it but people all across the state of michigan are definitely speaking out about this moms are mad moms are mad that their kids have masks on their faces yeah they're mad that they're thinking about making the jab mandatory for them to go back to school they're mad that they're teaching this this division. It's not actual uh, American history. They're wanting to teach this critical race theory. They're showing up at the school board meetings and they're showing their disgust. They're saying no. And and they're not wrong. They're they're right that it's it's divisive. It's it's racist by its teaching. It's teaching people to to hate each other based on the color of their skins and say, well, you know, this history is this. We need to learn what history is and we need to learn those lessons of history, but we need to be teaching all men are created equal. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness for every student, right? Uh, and so, yes, the, the movement across the state of Michigan, uh, moms and dads do not want this in the schools and the number of people that are against it are much bigger than what you even see out there. So when we talk about the school boards, we got a comment here about Mount Pleasant, Michigan, that they voted for 12 and under to uh, they're going to mask up and social distance. Is that something that uh, as governor you're able to limit and stop or is that something that they need to Mount Pleasant get? did that? Yeah, that's what it said. Uh, that was Angela, I believe, uh, said yes. that. So, yeah. Hey, Angela. Um, sorry to hear that. Um Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Voted 12 and under are to mask up and social distance. Um, yeah, you wonder what's going through these people's heads. I heard Mount Pleasant has kind of turned into a, a leftist haven, which is is really sad, right? Um, and that's wow. probably something that, you know, uh, they're leaving at the school board level. And um, I don't know if local DHHS over there is doing anything right now. Uh, you know, statewide DHHS is seeing kind of like, oh, how do we want to work this? What do we want to do? Um, but uh, yeah, that that's very sad. Um, why don't you be in touch with me, Angela, and let me know when the next school board meeting is up there. And uh, was CRT was voted in as well. Wow. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Um, not enough, not enough outreach. Angela, send me a message on, on TikTok or Instagram as well. And Ryan, don't you feel like this Delta and Lambian or Lamb, whatever this other variant and Delta, there's, there's Delta, Lambo. I, I mean, we're we're it's, it's coming in the perfect, what is it now, Kat? Gamma 6. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it sounds like, sounds like a frat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're in a fraternity when they're coming forth all these days. So they don't you think this is the beer when they fled, so. <laughs> It's kind of like the perfect storm, right? Because now you got school right around the corner. You have an agenda that the left is trying to push. And what better than a Delta variant to throw into the mix to mask up your kids again and get mandatory shots and all this other stuff. How do you feel about the vaccine? Is that something if you were the governor of your, uh, if you were voted in as the governor of your state and they pushed uh, the vaccine as hard as they are. Now, I look, we can argue if you agree with the vaccine or not. That's really not the point. Do you feel like Michiganders should have their free will to get it if they want to or not? My stance is medical freedom, 100%. Awesome. Someone should have the, the option in order to decide based on the science and data and the actual facts, not the propaganda, not win cash and prizes. You know, that, that is not science and facts. That's bribery. Okay. And, and be able to make the decision that's best for them. Last weekend, Cat. We were out there at Henry Ford Health Services with a ton of other people because Henry Ford Hospital Health Services in general, other locations are looking at making the jab mandatory as a condition of employment. So a year ago, right, a year ago, frontline workers were heroes. They were the most amazing people. They're saving the day, right? They were superheroes, right? And then shortly after that, they all were racist and they needed this, you know, online training to make sure their bias was in check. That you know? was the best, oh. by the way. That was probably my favorite training that I ever did in the medical field was the I'm racist training. That was my favorite. It was Not good. That. Yeah. And now and now that same group of people is not worthy of having a job unless they take an experimental jab uh, against their will. And so I've been um, I've been providing a resource for vaccine exemptions for a nationwide firm that's been helping a lot of people. I've I, I mean, I've received hundreds of messages. I stay up late at night going through some of my messages sometimes and just connecting with people so that I can send them resources uh, and try to guide them in a direction where they're going to be able to, uh, you know, at least try to get some 
you know, some direction from legal counsel because I can't give legal advice, but I can point people in directions and say, hey, I'm for medical freedom. So to answer your question that you ask there, as governor, we're going to uphold medical freedom, right? And uh, we're going to uphold the Fourth Amendment. You're secure in your papers and your effects. And we're going to uphold HIPAA that those decisions are made between you and a doctor. But I'm not going to be propaganda uh, propagandizing, little word, however you say that, uh, the, the population, we're going to be empowering the population with information uh, to make the decision that's best for them. Individual risk assessment. Good. Ryan, I know that uh, obviously as a candidate, it's easy to be, semi-easy to be there for the people when they need you to call you and, and be available to them, being transparent as you are running your campaign. How much of that do you plan on still maintaining uh, being there for the people, being transparent when you're elected. Yeah, that's a great question. So, what would what would make me want to give up my connection with the people? Right. Well, that's I, love, I love every politician. Answer that question. <laughs> um, I I. I guess that's part of the core of who I am. Like as a business person, like I love connecting with people and networking and talking uh, and being there to uh, to have that engagement with people. Now, there is the component that, you know, I can't meet with 10 million people every day. Right. You know what I mean? So there there is a component of, you know, not being able to, you know, actually connect with. Uh-oh. Did we lose him? I think we might have. He froze up. Yeah. We'll give him a second here. Yeah, it'll probably still buff out. <laughs> I think that it's uh well it's got You know, while we got a little dead time, and one thing I'd like to say to uh any of you guys on here from Michigan. If this is your guy that you guys want to elect, which I'd vote for him if I was in Michigan, y'all have got to get the word out. I mean, he gave some pretty practical examples, but you're going to have to get uncomfortable if you want to save your state and continue to live in your state at the end of the day. You're going to have to get on his yeah, call do. list. I can tell you, I've made, <clears throat> I've made cold calls for my county GOP trying to get people elected, and they provide everything for you. Um, usually it's a rotary dial, so you don't do anything. Um, but spend maybe an hour of your day, two hours a day, maybe just calling, getting the word out, door knocking, done plenty of door knocking for the GOP myself. Um, but if you guys want serious change and save your state, <laughs> I, I know that there was quite a few comments that if Gretch gets reelected again, that y'all are moving. And I know you guys are pretty proud of your state. You've got to get the word out like yeah, and, now. And uh, so I'd and like the thing to make- is, is like as somebody from Michigan, I really, really believe in this guy. Like I, and you can add like a Texan aunt will back me. Like I really believe in him. I remember, and I'm not as transparent as I guess what some people would be, but um, like I, I we we talk. I I talk to Ryan. And he reached right back out to me after Freedom 515, the very first round of Freedom 515. I had absolutely no idea what I was doing for this rally, you know, because I just did the ticky talkie. Like it was my first event. Ticky talkie? Are you 90? Yes. <laughs> the ticky talkie and the YouTubes. 
Okay, I am 93. <laughs> the Facebook. And the Facebook. <laughs> the Twitter. The Insta. But seriously, I had never, I had never tried to put together one like for a state, you know what I mean? And Ryan's team kind of swooped in and showed me how to do it, gave me contacts on how to do it, pulled permits for me. I mean, they showed me how to do everything so that when I went to do it again, I knew exactly what to do. I knew exactly who to call. And he like double checked. Still going good? Do you need anything else? What else do you need? Like what else can I, like he wanted to make it a good experience for me that he was talking at. Yeah. And he really cares about Michigan. You know, I can tell. Yeah, you can absolutely where... tell. Now, do you, you know, <clears throat> I, I, and I say this because there's some people who are willing to stay back and fight for their state. Um, <laughs> and there's some people who are like, screw it. Like, I can't do any more. Honestly, uh, I, coming from the state of Illinois, I kind of felt that. I felt you can't like. leave too? I don't know. Uh, oh, there she is. Sorry. Go um, ahead. So. I, I kind of lost track. No, uh, I remember now. Um, I left Ryan. Um, Ryan had some internet issues, so he said that that it just kind of cut on him. So is he going to try to come back in? Back in? He's able to make it back in, but we thank him a lot for. The oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you on. can't help the internet. So yeah, yeah, no, that that was an amazing, uh, amazing to have have him on. I just wanted to let people know that it wasn't that he was just like I'm out. You know, like yeah, he got an issue. He just sent me yeah, you can tell because he like froze like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, Kat, like, you know, being and I have a close relationship with Michigan because I was in a, I grew up in a bordering state. So Michigan's were our summers. Michigan's were our falls. I still currently go to Michigan. I mean, I'm coming out there um, in August. You know, my sister-in-law has a lake house in Michigan. It's a beautiful state. Um, you know, the UP is a beautiful spot. So. I think that it it's not something that only affects Michiganders. Um, I think it's something that any state that you frequent or any state that you were maybe originally from and don't live there anymore, don't you think that this is still a way for people to be like, no, I, I might not live there anymore, but I can back somebody who lives there and wants to save the state. So there's still stuff that you know, people can do for that state if they still feel a passion towards it. Oh my I, gosh, absolutely. Like the little things that Ryan was saying that people don't think matter. Like people think that if they're not out there knocking on doors or making calls or doing this, that they that they can't do anything. Something as little as sharing a post lets your audience see it. It puts things back into the algorithm. It keeps things relevant constantly pointing out where Whitmer has failed because we have to be the offense. Like we have to be the defense now. If you want, you want Ryan Kelly, I want Ryan Kelly. Whitmer's coming at us with $10 million already. It's Wasn't she like fight. woman of the woman of the year last year for like, I think, that was, I think that was Bruce. I think that was Bruce Jenner. It was Bruce Jenner. No, she won an award last Literally, Alyssa Milano has a freaking picture of this Gretchen woman. I know. Yeah. In the, her in the background. It was for her handling of COVID. I mean, like. Oh, she killed people. Oh, hang on. Yeah. He's back. All right. So it's like, if, if we want to, if we want to protect, you know, you got, you got Whitmer coming at us with $10 million. You guys are like, how do we help Ryan? How do we get Ryan out there? How do we get Ryan out there? Run a good defense, man. 
point keep pointing out where she messed up don't let anybody ever forget what that woman did to you and you that's know, what I want. And that's what I want to make sure that people knew too, is even if you don't live in Michigan, there's other ways that you can still help the beautiful state of Michigan coming from a surrounding state of Illinois. Like I, I said, Ryan, when you were gone, there's ways that, you know, I mean, Michigan's were our summers growing up as kids. Like we lived in Illinois, we're over the border. So I, we love Michigan. So there's always ways that even if you don't live there, you can still be passionate about and still help out the state of Michigan. Well, I think like like Ryan had mentioned in one of his uh, people that he talked to, one of his voters, that uh, they changed voting because of a text message and switched mm -hmm. their voting from somebody else to Ryan. I mean, just a text message. That's free to send, um, no matter if Joe Biden's monitoring our text messages or not. At the end of the day, you can still send it. Yeah, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they want me to bring up 10-round uh mag limits that i guess uh james craig wants oh officer craig yes i can say some interesting things there for uh, for chief craig there and uh there, there's a lot of there's a lot of articles out there there's a lot of information in regard to his stance on the second amendment uh, and these are things that yeah they've been a few years ago but it's not like uh, they were that long ago, and how much has really changed is the question we have to ask ourselves. And how pro two A is he? When yeah, he wants to limit uh, the the capacity limits. Uh, he wants an assault rifle ban. Uh, he wanted um, uh, stricter gun regulations. Right? There was many things that that kind of popped up in a few different articles, and that needs to be really taken seriously into consideration when people take a look at these different candidates, the second amendment is so important that we protect it as written. I want to see Michigan be a constitutional carry state and the second amendment as written is our, uh, is our license for, for firearms. Um, on top of that with chief Craig, I'm going to share just a quick little story. When we were at the Henry Ford health services, there was uh, some, some ladies there that were doing the circulating of the petitions for me. And this gentleman walked up and they said, Hey, would you like to sign to get Ryan Kelly on the ballot? And he said, who's Ryan Kelly. And I happened to be standing there. So, you know, I said, Ryan Kelly candidate for Michigan governor, pleasure to meet you, sir. And he kind of looked at me, he says, nice to meet you too. He goes, I support James Craig. I said, Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for letting me know. I'm glad that you know what you want. That's a good thing. Can I ask you a question? I said, why do you like, James Craig. And he said, well, he kept the city from Detroit from burning down. Ah. Didn't, didn't let the city burn down. I said, you know, yeah, I got respect for him for that too, because yeah, that definitely happened. Let me ask you another question if I could. Um, how do you think he handled everything on November 3rd during the presidential election? Right. And he said to me, he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, everything that happened at the TCF center happened on his watch. Those were his officers that were there that night. That let all of those things happen. How do you think he did? And the guy's eyes, he like looked at me. He's like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> and so on the spot, ladies and gentlemen, on the spot, that guy signed my nominating petition to get me on the ballot. Wow. Let me know how I can help your campaign. That's, go, that's what I'm teaching my circulators to say. And that's what we're going to say around the great state of Michigan. We're going to ask that question. And we're going to say, if there's a gentleman that allowed that to happen, how are they going to protect the future of the state of Michigan? 
You need a guy like Ryan Kelly that's willing to do it. And you're talking about some of the money and stuff on, on a lower budget with more heart into it, more of the American spirit and God coming through us in order to make this happen. That's how we're going to win. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Absolutely. Awesome. That's good. You have my vote. <laughs> Democrats, all right, because out of state votes and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no. no, Democrats can do it. Like, we can too, right? I'll just become an illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you'll get better treatment. <laughs> well, they don't need the vaccine, so there's that. <laughs> true, right? That's true. Um, Kat, you had another yeah, question, right? Um, Anything um, else? You guys I one more, there was one more question that came in that was um, the safety of the Great Lakes. So Line 5 is owned by the same folks that destroyed the Kalamazoo River, and they're still refusing to fix Line 5. So that was a question that came in from a Michigander that was wondering... Because we know that Big Grudge likes to leave these things. Like, I'll fix it when it breaks kind of thing. Like the dam, the, the water pump. You know, I'd like to make a quick comment on the, on the dam there, uh, if I could. Yeah. And then uh, we'll talk about line five right after that. So, yeah, the dam that broke. Uh, there was four of them that broke there and left communities devastated. Mm-hmm. Totally wiped out communities. I had pictures sent to me of what used to be big lakes, lakefront properties that were literally fields. They drained all the water out of these things, right? And to this day, um, you know, the current governor hasn't done anything about it, right? Um, she showed up there. And this was told to me by one of the residents of that town. She showed up there, gave a speech about COVID, didn't mention anything about the dams, and took off. Yep. Wow. So here's what I want to share with you, though. I was somebody from that community, from somebody from Sanford, reached out to me and shared all this stuff from me. And I sat on the phone and I listened to this lady for 90 minutes or so, right? Tell me all this stuff. And then she invited me to come over there on the one year anniversary. Now, I went over there and I was a candidate at the time. However, I didn't even hardly talk to anybody. I think I introduced myself to two or three people maybe, and it's because they recognized me. Other than that, I just tried to blend in with the crowd and I wanted to watch what this community was doing. And I'll tell you what, it was incredible to see how much heart was in the community, how much passion was in that community, and how much of that community coming together 
it was so amazing. And and I and I left and I didn't even hardly say anything to anybody as I was leaving, right? I went and told this lady, I'm like, hey, thank you so much for me inviting me out here. But I watched as they raised all these flags and these memorials and, and all the stuff that they did out there on the one year anniversary. I was there for the moment of silence of when the dam broke. Uh, it was just incredible. That was the American spirit, that community that got together to make a difference. Um, that's 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 an amazing story there, and I'll never ever forget that. Uh, and then, so back to the line five thing. So you know, the Kalamazoo stuff. Um, you know, I'm not sure where all that's leading. I'm very familiar with line five in regards to the other applications around the state. Uh, I support line five. I support it keeping uh, the the flow moving. Uh, it transports uh, about fifteen. A uh, thousand barrels of oil to the refinery in Detroit at the Marathon Refinery every day provides 65% of the gas to the UP, the propane. Um, and in that line that goes on the bottom of the straits, right, they're proposing a tunnel, which is 21 feet around. So you'd have a vertical shaft on the north side and the south side of the straits, right, that would go 100 feet underneath the bed of the straits. And you could pull those lines safely off the bottom of the straits. Uh, and, and if that's done properly, um, you know, we're not going to have any issues with any leakage. And there hasn't been any leakage in the straits. There hasn't been any issues with that. Uh, but as far as line five goes, I support line five staying open. It's a, a safe, effective way to transport materials that people need. We don't need trucks or trains driving all over the state, the roads, and across the bridge. We need to transport it safely and effectively, and we need to get the tunnel in underneath the straits so that we can keep maintaining that safety of transportation and add additional means of transportation from the north side and the south side of the two peninsulas. 21 feet around, you can drive a semi through that. Mm -hmm. Wow, got a question here. It looks like yeah, that's, that's <coughs> yeah. It's a long that one. So. Read that one. I can't read that one. I can it's read it. Go ahead, Ann. Uh, I had read on your website you were at one time a small business owner. A lot of small business owners have been hit hard by the pandemic, and many even shut down. I'm curious, how do you plan to grow small business industry in Michigan? Do you have any specific ideas on what you would like to do? Do you have any ideas on the sectors you would like to see small businesses grow in? Um, can you put that back up again for me here? Real quick, so <laughs> I can read some of it. Um, yes, uh, I'm a real estate broker as far as a small business owner. I have my own firm that I own. Yes, many of them were hit hard. Many restaurants, especially, were shut down. Uh, curious on how I plan to grow the small business industry in Michigan. A, we remove a lot of these restrictions that are on these small businesses. And it's not just the COVID restrictions. It's so much more than that. Uh, the, the regulations that come from Lara and the health department, and there's so many different restrictions and regulations on businesses. I feel that we need to peel some of those back. And um, that's going to be helpful in one aspect. Ending the unemployment benefits to continue people sitting at home when they should be coming to work, uh, that needs to happen. We need to, if people are capable of working, they need to be working, right? And so ending those unemployment benefits for people to sit home is going to be extremely important so that people will get back to work. Part of the challenge with that is, is that uh, are they going to be quality employees if we pull their, you know, their sit at home for free money? Uh, and get yeah. them back to the workforce. I've had many employers tell me, hey, look, I'm trying to find candidates and the ones that I get. Here's what I think is part of the issue with that. Uh, people will 
in order to stay on their unemployment, they have to be applying for jobs, right? I think that if you're on unemployment, you need to not only apply for the job, but the employer is going to have to say that they offered you a job. If you turn down that job, you're off unemployment. There has to be some sort of a check and balance. You can't say, hey, I went to three pizza huts in a, in a uh, McDonald's and I put in my applications. Well, every single one of them offered you a job, but you didn't take it, right? So there has to be that check and balance. I think that would be important um, in order to have that so people cannot continue to sit at home. Um, one of the other... Um, things that I'd like to see is uh, called Michigan exclusive and Michigan exclusive. I'd like to see a deduction of 50% of sales tax. If you are buying something that's made in America, right? The made in America label uh, um, is already have standards set. So 50% reduction in taxes on that. And I would also like to see a equivalent deduction to that business for selling products that are made in America, that'll encourage products being bought, obviously made in America, sold made in America, and it's a benefit for the consumer and as well for the, the business. So I'd like the legislature to get me something like that in order to sign into law so we can add additional benefits. Uh, some of the sectors that I'd like to see grow would be uh, restaurant food processing is another one. We have all these empty factories around the state, right? Detroit, especially per, uh, 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 our number two industry in the state of Michigan is is uh, agriculture, right? We have a huge agricultural footprint and we send a lot of that food out of state to be processed. I would like to see growth of, of agriculture uh, processing done here in the state of Michigan. So, you know, what type of benefits can we give uh, to, to uh, you know, even startup companies or some companies to expand in order to process more food here in the state of Michigan um, and, and be able to kind of keep some of those, uh, those resources here. Um, I probably could go on, but that's a couple of good answers there. That's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, that really was amazing. <laughs> that was truly a, a very, very good point. I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> what do we do about the Flint water? So Flint water crisis, um, just so everybody understands exactly what's going on there. Uh, they used to be on the Detroit water system. And they made a decision to switch over to their own water system because they didn't want to pay for the expensive Detroit water getting all the way from Detroit to Flint. And when they made that switch over, it was a bad decision. Obviously, there were so many things that went wrong with that. Um, and, and so it was it was too long before they decided to switch back to the Detroit water system. And that's where they're currently at. So people might not know that currently Flint water is back on the Detroit water system. So the whole issue with what they had in the water system, you know, in that time period where there was the lead in the water and all that, that is no longer there. Now, the, the trouble is, is their increased cost. The, the water prices are higher there. So Flint needs its own, uh, its own um, uh, source of water in order to be able to be sustainable. And the Flint River is obviously not that source. When I see us sourcing out things like to Nestle, I'm, I'm sickened by what happened there because the state of Michigan doesn't take any money from allowing Nestle to continue to bottle millions and millions of gallons of water uh, from, from the great state of Michigan. Uh, and so Flint water really needs its own water source. And 
Um, I have reached out to a couple of the officials in Flint to try to sit down and talk with them and see exactly what that would look like in order to get our own water source or what things we need to be upgraded in order to go back to that Flint River source. But I don't think that that is the answer. But for people to know that right now they are on the Detroit water system, uh, so they have good water, but they need their own water source to be self-sustaining moving into the future to lower those water prices for their residents. That was great. Yeah. Well, well like I said, I, I don't live in Michigan. Tex doesn't either, but I'm I'm impressed and yeah. I will do everything I can as somebody from the state of Florida um, to definitely spread your message. Absolutely. Because um, I know that being in a state uh, that has a lot of people that are snowbirds from Michigan, exactly. uh, especially Southwest Florida, uh, we definitely can help with the footprint uh, in Michigan here. So I will do what I can for you down here Same. in Florida. Same Thank here. You, Appreciate it, gentlemen. Yeah. And Kit Kat, you got it. You know. I like running around with Ryan Kelly. <laughs> I, encourage, I encourage all of our viewers too, to do exactly what um, Kat has motivated us to do. And same with Tex. I know that these, both of you have learned me uh, or have taught me a lot about grassroots kind of stuff. So guys, make sure that you know your local governments. Make sure you um, CRT is a big thing for a lot of our viewers. So make sure you're going in and seeing exactly who's running your school boards. Uh, a lot of them are just rotted away. They need to be out. Um, so make sure that you're doing that and see where you guys can spread your voice. Like Ryan said, go to, you know, uh, Ryan Kelly. Is it RyanDKelly.com? Yeah. Um, and and show your support and see how you can help Ryan in yeah. his run for governor in Michigan. And his yeah. uh, account is, if you guys have any problems with it, his account is also hyperlinked on my president-elect TikTok page as well. And I'll get some Sweet. videos up on my Instagram just kind of walking you guys through how to get to the affidavit section and stuff like that. Yeah, and I know that, that the lazy route is to just donate to the campaign, but... Well, that's that's good to do is donate. At the end of the day, he needs a lot of boots on the ground, a lot of butts and seats, making calls, um, making text messages. So just figure out a way to get involved in his campaign anyway. I'm sure there'll never be a shortage of or uh, uh, too many volunteers that are volunteering for his campaign. So a lot of free ways of getting involved and and getting him elected. If you guys are truly truly wanting to save Michigan, because just based on comments alone and talking to Cat. Sounds like if, if Gretch were to pull it out, there's going to be a mass exit. And I'd hate to see that for Michigan in general. Um, and so you guys got to figure out a way to, to help him out in any way you can and get his message out. Yeah. Absolutely. We got to save Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ryan, if you want to give us a bit of a send off message, please do. Sure. America's at a crossroads right now. Michigan's at a crossroads, but America is at that same crossroads. And we have a group of people uh, in a specific party that wants to tear down the things that you and I love. Want to do away with our constitution, our freedoms and our liberties. Uh, and, and we really need, you know, like you're saying, text people to get involved. And it's, it's more than just my campaign. It is the school boards. It is in your local offices. It is being involved at every level in order to make sure that like Kit Kat said, we're saving Michigan, saving America. Uh, that is real. And if people don't understand how real that is right now, 
then you are allowing it to dissolve in front of our eyes. When Ronald Reagan talked about this in the 80s, that future or that um, uh, freedom is one generation away of uh, being gone, right? I mean, this is what he was talking about more so than ever. This is when Joe Biden talked about, you know, this is a fight for the soul of the nation. It is good versus evil. It is absolutely a fight for that American spirit that you and I love in every state of the nation in every city and town across this great country. And Michigan is, is a hotbed of, of corruption and needing uh, uh, some drastic change in order to realign this state with America. And the rest of the world is looking at us right now. They're looking at you, they're looking at me. This is not about any one of us. This is about all of us right now with this human history stepping up to make sure we preserve that constitution and the republic that we love. Otherwise we lose it and then it's gone. Don't do that to your kids. Don't do it to your grandkids. Step up, be involved. Donations are important, but boots on the ground, being involved is extremely important. So look in the mirror, say, God, where do you want me? And then go. Yeah, we've got some questions on how to get involved. Just go to his website, ryandkelly.com. And I'm looking at the website now. There's places to donate. And then there's a get involved tab um, that you can easily get involved. And I'm sure his campaign will reach out to you. So just go to Ryan D. Kelly, figure out how to get involved in some way or donate if that's the easiest route or, or the only route you can do. So thank you, Ryan. Appreciate, you, Ryan. appreciate your message. Thank you, Ryan. It's needed. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. God bless. God bless. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.